Hey, it, I see a lot of people with leopard on cheetah and yeah, it, it looked good. Yeah, I, I can say it's something different. When I don't have the iron, so <laughs> it matches most of my wardrobe, which is mostly black. So. Is that a moo moo? Huh? Do you have a moo moo on? It's a shirt, dude. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I didn't know. Hey, it looked like a moo moo no, from here. Oh, okay. Very casual. Because we're in COVID, like we're still like doing quarantine type style work, so you can wear jeans and house shoes to the workplace because nobody's up there. Like, oh, rules are gone. Oh yeah, real I casual. Know, but I've seen it. <laughs> oh okay. Um, so you hear people walking around talking like, <laughs> sounding like a <laughs> never mind, never mind. Um, it's one of those it's been a rough week I don't know about you but it really been rough um, but it's we here I'm tired but I, I feel like I have an accomplished anything um, now that I'm looking over I forgot to take my trash out <laughs> I looked over and I was like oh dang it may be too late Whatever. I thought I heard an airplane. Well, they come every day, right? Uh, they don't come Fridays and Saturdays. So. Oh, so. so you'll have to take it down yourself. Uh, no, I'll wait till Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I put in on this. Hey, I feel you. Must be nice. <laughs> charges for the uh, services anyway so yeah. Yeah, i understand that um so other than this week going by fast what else what else is going on with you um channeling my artistic side <laughs> which doesn't include writing of any kind <laughs> i've been uh painting by numbers i'm almost done with this project and then i'll Go back to reading and uh, focusing on my screenplay and revamping it and reaching out to people. I, I feel you on that. We definitely need to do that. Matter of fact, uh, uh, public service announcement. If you are in Texas, yeah, if you are in Texas, please get out and vote. Early voting is going on. We have eight amendments that we are voting on. I've already voted. Uh, hopefully you go vote. Um, it's early voting this week and next week. And the primary is November the 2nd. These low small amendments that is going on is very important because we can, we can change some things. Um, it may not seem much, but it's best that you do vote. Whichever way you vote, it's best that you do vote. That's why, that's why I say all the time on the show, um, go ahead and get registered for when election time come up, you're already ready and see what's going to happen. A lot of time, they don't expect people to come out and vote for these small elections and they able to pass certain things because people don't pay attention to it. So definitely get out and vote. Uh, welcome T-Cal to the show. Say, hey, Kurt Dog, hey, Risky. 
Um, welcome to the show. Thank you for always supporting the show. But we about to find out about this unwrapping parties. Because um, she left me in the blind. She was like, this is what we doing today. You will find out when everybody else find out. And I said, ain't that some bull? <laughs> you got good one. <laughs> I said, said what else? When um, I stumbled upon uh, on one of my friends' pages on Facebook, um, and, you know, this has always been on my mind because you know we're curious about it. But you know, you ever wonder why when they're excavating uh, things in uh, Egypt, if you don't really see any mummies being under? Like you see monuments, you see um, like <laughs> encapsulated tombs or pits or whatever. <laughs> you got a ghost in there with you? <laughs> oh, so, I guess you... <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what happened to this light on this side because for some reason it popped out the plug. I don't know why, but but go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, you know, you always see these things, jewelry, monuments, and all these landmarkers and these civil, like, places with, uh, that once housed a, um, uh, a civilization that was advanced. But you don't see any mummies or buried people. You know, you don't see bones or anything. Well, um, that is because between the 12th and the 19th centuries, Victorians began an obsession with Egyptian mummies. The obsession generally had nothing to do with scholarly interests and had far more to do with the practice of using dead bodies in medicines. For most of history, human body parts were an essential part of medicine. Typically, skulls and blood were the most common components of these treatments. And while the modern observer uh, um, observed the uh, observed the science behind them, um, you know, we see that as ludicrous. But to people using them during that time, it was normal. Uh, for example, to treat a headache, round up skull would be taken with water or vinegar. I got country on that one. <laughs> Uh, red, on the other hand, had been seen as a sign of power and vitality for millennia and was deeply rooted in medicine um, during that time, especially since bloodletting was common practice. And usually the science behind that is because people who are depleted in iron, when you get introduced to blood, which has iron in it, you get energy. You know, that's what that was. Uh, so, as another way um, of rebalancing their blood or improving vitality, people would often attend executions with a cup and drink the blood of the executed. Astoundingly, the last known attempt to do this was in 1908 in Germany. Hmm. Roman naturalist Pliny the Elder recommended blood as a standard practice for homeopathic usage for just about everything. It could be used to treat headaches, ep epilepsy, and even blood clots. Um, 
and mummy, uh, for some reason during that time, mummies appear to be an easy source of vitamin, uh, since it was thought to have been used in the embalming process. Over time, however, the importance of bitumen was forgotten, and the mummies themselves were seen as the ones with the true healing power. Vitamin is better known by another name today, asphalt. <laughs> as we all know, that's highly toxic and even carcinogenic. So, uh, to the medieval Europeans, it was a wonder drug. Uh, unfortunately for them, or maybe luckily for them, Egyptian mummies didn't actually contain vitamin, and another form of resin was used to uh, help mummification, the mummification process. Mummies get their name from mummia, an Arabic word that refers to pisapalt, a natural substance that was used in Islamic medicine for generations. During the Crusades, Europeans were introduced to mummia, pisapalt, as a medicine, and as soon as it was being shipped all over Europe, and, and you know, it was used as a kind of cure-all. But somewhere along the line, people became confused and became to uh, uh, came, uh, became to think that the term mamiya was referring to real mummies, which then began the practice of basically buying mummies, grinding them up into powder, mixing them with something like uh, we uh, said earlier, honey, and um, they swallowed uh, swallowed them. Uh, uh, and spread on the wound to cure every illness, disease you can think of. Um, different parts of the mummy were thought to cure different diseases. If you wanted to cure skin disease, you would grind the skin of the mummy and ingest it, whereas mummy skulls were better for headaches. Yes, I said mummy mustaches are lost. Mummies became expensive and scarce. Uh, so much so that they began using executed criminals to mummify and age them to fill the growing demand in Europe and labeling them as genuine ancient Egyptian mummies. So they had a Huffalian then. Uh, while Europe's obsession with mummies, um, mummy medicine would wane during the 19th century, other equally macabre things would take this place. For example, if you're an artist, you'd probably know about Mamiya for a different reason. When Europeans were grinding up mummies to swallow them like vitamins, they were mixing them with chemicals to create a paint called Mummy Brown. Mummy Brown! Oh, it's in my head, my bad. <laughs> so that it was often used to show tinted glass or shadows in pre-Raphaelic paintings. It was uh, made with real mummies and could easily be purchased until the 1930s. The Victorians also became obsessed with uh, so-called unwrapping parties. The mummified bodies of an ancient Egyptian would be brought out, uh, brought out to the crowd of onlookers and then slowly unwrapped 
revealing a face that had uh, many secrets that had been hidden from the world for a millennia. Many found it oddly beautiful, others delightfully horrifying. Initially, these unwrapping parties were only done in private homes of the elite and sometimes even royalty. But gradually, they made their way down through society. The most infamous man in this practice was Thomas Mummy Pettigrew. He was a surgeon turned uh, antiquian. Uh, he was obsessed with unwrapping, or his obsession with unwrapping went even further than most. Not only did he sell out the money to his parties, he made a great deal of money. He was also caught up in this pseudo-scientific belief that, of the time, measuring the skulls of the mummy to prove they were in fact Caucasian, not Black African. This farcical science is known as phrenology and has been debunked numerous times throughout history. But in Pettigrew's time, it was uh, far uh, more widely accepted. Pettigrew became so popular um, and that he became a founding member of the British Archaeological Society. But eventually, the Victorian obsession with unwrapping parties would soon waver. And it was probably uh, due to an increased desire to preserve history, um, or they just kind of weren't interested anymore. Because once you see one unwrapping, you've seen them all type of situation. Um, over time, the lure of cursed objects became a part of their superstitions. Whenever sink, uh, ships sank, with a mummy on board, whispers of curses and the supernatural abounded. Uh, there were also stories of mummies rising from the dead and killing those who disturbed them, which became a part of our literature even <laughs> now. Uh, when Howard Hayter discovered the tomb of, I'm not even going to say his government name, I'm just going to say King Tut, uh, in 1922, a curse was said to quickly kill six of his team. Despite the fact that nothing supernatural was responsible, the rumors that spread were fueled by fear that reached their apex in the latter half of the 19th century. Um, the legacy of Egypti, uh, Egyptomania, the period um, which uh, it, it, followed, it was followed by the Napoleon Egyptian campaign which sparked renewed interest in Europe. Rightly or wrongly, mummies were main attractions of many museums across Europe, and regardless of which side the heritage uh, debated uh, or where we fell under that, mummies continue to be a source of both spectacle and wonder for millions of people who see them each year. Much like the Victorians, we are still fascinated with the lure of ancient Egyptian culture and curses. However, excavations today are, uh, that are being done are for, for educational purposes and learning about lost ancient civilizations. So, I mean, I don't think anybody's still grinding up scrolling for anything because I think we've grown from that. But that's why, like, when you see all these things, you don't really see any bones because, you know, what you do here when you see, like, 
you know, you're uh, cultivating new lands or putting property somewhere and you find, oh, you're on a burger ground of some sort. People haven't, you know, been going to an uproar, you know, because you, you're not supposed to disturb, you know, people who are resting. And that's, that for some reason, when you get to Egypt, <laughs> they just don't care. Um, so I'm glad, hopefully, this has changed a little bit and that they, you know, kind of preserve that lost culture and we just dig and leave them, leave them be. But let's not, no longer understand any more movies. Let them rest in peace. Because, you know, until we, uh, uh, what was it, Golden Gate, if we were to dig her up just for artifacts, or <laughs> who we would be on the news? <laughs> who might, who would be the more? <laughs> okay so so this is all about mummies i guess this is preparing us for halloween i mean yeah, i mean you can watch the mummy on all the channels <laughs> all right but but like i said we have a fashion instance with them i mean it's just it's, i mean just the, just to know that the pyramids that were created thousands of years ago are still standing. <laughs> yeah. And we're seeing more and more of the beautiful art and freaking paint from the walls from their hieroglyphics. Glyphics. Can't speak now. It's still standing. Like, come on. Like, you know how much dirt and sand have, have been through there and it's still preserved. It's beautiful. Like, I'm curious about it. But would I go there? No, because I'm, I believe in curses. Well, I don't believe in them, but I believe in them enough to not bother them. Yeah, I don't I don't fool around in the graveyard. <laughs> and, you know, you start talking about, let's go to the tombs of Waka Nuka Nuka. Not at all. I'll stay by the pyramids. I'm good. I don't need to go. I'll look at the Sphinx tail. <laughs> Tell them you go on over there, and I just wait over here because somebody need to tell what happened. Because they back in the days, and even today in movies, when they talk about mummies, they actually, if you go in there and move something, it'll open up this. Uh, I'd let a, a spirit come out or something and yeah, you know, even though again, I don't believe in all that, but I believe enough to leave it alone. Exactly. Um it's like I'm not going to Haiti or the backwoods of Jamaica and talking to spirit peoples, you know, listen, we want spirits over there. Louisiana, I ain't trying to be doing a grave tour. No man, press him. <laughs> All right, going to a, a so-called witch doctor and want yeah, them to yeah. want them to uh, cure your pain. And I'm like, oh no, nah, you might do something to knock me out, and I'm gone. <laughs> and see, I was talking to my coworker about that because she's from Louisiana, and I was like, listen, I wouldn't even have someone like doing my hair if I was into all that voodoo stuff. Oh no, nah, you don't do that. And that's like they got your hair now and you can do stuff. 
<laughs> so you probably have a a, a pen doll, doll out there somewhere. Yeah, uh, for real. T, T said the closest I've been is the Luxor in Mandalay Bay in Vegas, <laughs> uh, the pyramids, and um, um, Marcella said that's the South Louisiana. Yeah, it's all over. It's all over. Cause I always been to well, it, it even depends because growing up I used to always hear you don't you gotta be careful with Louisiana folks, they'll bury your drawers in the front yard. Allegedly. That myth that it was. That's what it was. Um I remember going to Louisiana and we just went to a random shop. And then someone's like, hey, you want your poem in it? And it's like, huh? <laughs> and then she points. And there was like this voodoo woman in the back. Like, she was, and we didn't even realize there was an opening back there. And we're like, no, we're good. Because it's like, we're not going to the back of the store. <laughs> yeah, it never come out. And it existed. And then you end up uh, getting, what's that, that voodoo, uh, dusting your uh, face, and you become uh, comatose. And you burn you wake up in a bucket of ice with some organs missing. <laughs> Marcella said, that's a new one. Are you talking about them burying your jaws in the front yard? That always been a, a myth about it. What? If somebody else has heard of that, please put it in the comment. Cause, and there's other things, too. Um, I'm not going to say that one because. You're not sure. You, you talk about drugs. No, that one a little bit more raw. Say it. No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. That'll be on the after show. Yeah. <laughs> it's just about cooking certain food. We'll put it like that. Just leave it at that. <laughs> so, um, that's why I learned how to cook at early age. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've always heard that um, uh, the hair, the um, uh, the draws, and just different things. So, so definitely be careful. That's that's some interesting. Uh, Marcella said, nail your shoes to the floors. It's another one. I never heard of that because I can hear them nailing my shoes. If you start nailing my shoes, I'm getting up out of there. <laughs> uh, so I, I never heard of that. But but Marcellus is located in Louisiana. He wouldn't know. I'm just saying. Now, I did have an incident that happened to me. But y'all got to wait for the book to come out on that one. Um, when the book come out, it'll be detailed in there. Had me nervous. I was scared. <laughs> but um, yeah, so y'all have to wait for the book. I was looking at like building stuff, and I was like, oh yeah, there is building building. I was looking at places so I can do that so that from the second I don't have to bother with it. Yeah, you definitely want to go out and vote early 
Um, it looks like there's some two locations in Louisville. I wouldn't. I mean, there's only two locations. Yeah, if long as it's in your, long as it's in your count in your county, you can vote anywhere. I know. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised they have two places because you blink you out of the city. Exactly. Marcella said, whoever nailed your shoes to the floor, you would never leave them. I've heard of that. Uh, well, not the nailing of the shoes, but but the food. I've heard of that too. And burying your drawers in the in the front yard, they would never you'll never leave them either. So um Shoes he'll walk out on you. <laughs> <laughs> so you should never mm. get the man's shoes, ladies. Well, it, it depends. Um should give a gift card. See, loopholes. <laughs> yeah, those loopholes. Uh see, I wasn't gonna Marcellus, I wasn't gonna go that route, but since you brought it up, spaghettis. I'm just saying. Uh, I always been told, don't do that. Mm-mm. You'd never leave. But but in the book, I do talk about a situation that happened with me that scared the hell out of me. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Um, so it definitely scared me. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I need to get prepared for the book for when it come out. But um, it, yeah, that's. You know how my schedule is right now. <laughs> I've I've been talking about it. I've been talking about. I, well, actually, um, one of my coworkers and I was talking, uh, Monday, and um he was telling me about some stuff and he's gonna get some information for me so um i need to follow up with him tomorrow which um i seen him today but today was a rough day so but i i talked to him before the end of the week uh yep that's one too if if i don't cook it i won't eat it true (laughs) um but for the ones that's tuning in, we're we're gonna start talking some uh some shit. <laughs> What's that? No, I was saying I just heard this sound like a I don't even know what, what that is. Sound like a lawnmower or something. <laughs> it's not an alarm, it's like a hum. Like a, I don't know. It it might be the leopard growling. Yeah. Like maybe it's the AC or a boiler or something. Oh, it's cranking up. I don't know. Hmm. It's something. 